2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lulz. We are here every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I'm joined by my co-host, the man who owns 9 no, eight-tenths of my Nikola Jokic, Cosmic. How are we doing, Brian?
1: Uh, good. That's how I want to be remembered, too. So. <coughs> <coughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's so sad. The man who owns nine tenths of my Nikola Jokic. I'm learning <laughs> lots of pronunciations lately. I I messed up Giannis on the Swolecast today. I said Giannis. My bad. Oh, Someone okay. told me I've been saying Jokic, and it's Jokic. Yeah, I, I got a lot to learn, Brian.
1: Yeah, Jokic is easy because it's the Joker's his nicknames. Yeah,
2: that's the thing. You know, you're uh, learning a lot.
1: <laughs> There's a couple tough ones. Uh, Daniel House. And the Rockets. I think it's Daniel. I think. Okay. I'm not sure. That one's a tough one. Uh, and a couple other ones too, that I would definitely fuck up if, if I'm not thinking about it.
2: Yeah. Because Lowell's is really the only, it's your main media outlet. It's your only place to mess up player names. Correct.
1: Yeah. Unless someone invites me on one of their podcasts or whatever.
2: Yeah. See, I, I do too many shows now where I'm constantly exposing myself, uh, yeah. to, to how little I know.
1: Yeah, kind of like a, a, a top shot tout,
2: maybe? I don't know if I want, you want to go that far. <laughs> I really don't want to be. I really <laughs> don't. I really don't. Uh, there are so many uh, places you can go for top shot touting, although right before this, people were asking me in my Discord what my favorite moments were to buy under $500. So fuck it. I'm a top shot tout, Brian. <laughs> wow. Did you answer any of those? I did. I did. Wow. I how you know do, what I did? Do, What's that?
1: How does one decide uh, that that's?
2: I didn't even. I, I said what I said on the Swolecast, where I said I've been looking at series one base moments of future Hall of Fame players. That's that's what I said. Okay. Um. So I guess I, I guess I am a tout now. Um. So. Uh,
1: question in my my YouTube chat brick over under. <laughs> 30% of net
2: worth in crypto. Ooh. See, this is this is a legit question because um now that we have Bitcoin cresting fifty thousand dollars, like more and more of my net worth is in Bitcoin and crypto.
1: Yeah.
2: I've and and the thing is is like last bull run, I said to myself. Um. After I was FOMOing in, I was like, I'm going to learn two lessons. I'm going to dollar cost average in during the next bear market. Check did that. That mm-hmm. was good. And then I also said to myself, I'm going to take some profits off the table during the run up. And my, I have two things. One, I I just never want to sell my Bitcoin. And two, I don't want to deal with the tax implications of like these little like dollar cost averaging out and taking the tax hit every time. So. Have you considered taking money off the table or are you viewing it similar as me?
1: Um, I've, of course I've considered it. I mean, I think anyone who's got a decent amount on there is, considers it, but I wonder if that tax, the tax deal <clears throat> is kind of like driving the price up. You know, like people just artificially, people don't, don't want to pay the tax. And Robinhood has, you can't cash out on Robinhood, right? And PayPal too. So like people just keep it. You know, they like, they can't sell it. Like, what are they going to do? And like, it's still, it's like, I also think like, maybe it's like, like a self-fulfilling prophecy at this point. Yeah. Like just everyone's into it. But, um, and so like, maybe it is bullshit, but it doesn't matter. Everyone believes bullshit. So therefore it's not, um, I mean, I, you know, I love, I love crypto. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying anything bad about it, but like it, I mean, it is a little, a little, a little strange. I think there are some things going on um <clears throat> one of the things we touched on briefly last week which was just like everything's going up like it seems like you can't make a mistake i know like our world is a little is niche even though it seems like it's not it is like like i watched your 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 stream with uh andy uh the defi stream yeah uh it, and and that was really I thought that was really interesting. I hope you guys do another one where, where you're talking about like breaking down, doing like uh, a sushi swap or something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. I'd watch that. But it's just super surprising to me that there's that much liquidity and interest in that you know in just such a small tiny market that no one knows how to do it's re- it's re- it it's it's the whole thing's fascinating but i do think there is something going on with the fed and the money printing that is raising the asset prices of everything stocks Go. i know gold got hit today but that's still up over the year it just hit its all time high like a couple months ago um silver uh, uh and i mean they're not they're not just up since the since the coronavirus bottom either they're they're up all all-time highs all these DeFi options every crypto almost every crypto that's going up and no one has a fucking job you know what i mean like yeah. it doesn't make any goddamn sense and and it seems like to me it's gotta be some sort of boom bust cycle where we are at damn near the peak
2: yeah, there's only to- so many times we can say, "Well, people aren't going on vacation, so they have more money to spend." Like we're past that point, right? <laughs> it's
1: insane. Like where are these people getting all this fucking money? It doesn't. So like that that last drop by Top Shots was fifty thousand at what fourteen bucks a pop, right? Yeah. It's like bam, millions. You know, like in in this in this brand new thing. Um, it it, and it- I think I think either way, it's gonna be it's better than keeping cash and uh, not financial advice, entertainment purposes only. <laughs> but I think as long as you're not keeping cash, you'll be, you'll be better. Like, I don't know which one of these things is going to be, obviously Bitcoin looks like it's going to be the big winner, but where's the odds on favorite probably. But like, I think as long as you're not keeping cash, a big, you know, large amounts of cash, you're probably gonna be better off. But most people I don't think are doing any of this. And most people are going to be left behind big time, if if some sort of inflation does come, or just if these asset the price the increase of assets go to to other uh, other markets like food or things like that. There's going to be a lot of people who are who are who are fucked.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean we we got people in the in the chat calling the the market top here. Um I mean that'd be risky business calling it a top here for the what the past 10 months or so. <laughs> um yeah, I, I'm not in the business of doing that. I I get it. You know, we're we're yeah. reaching those stages of euphoria, right? Where people truly feel like they're doing like the Nick Young, you know, pull up from half court, like I can't miss, <laughs> like, yeah. like on this stuff, but yeah,
1: I think market top is is probably. I don't think that's the right term. At least what I'm trying to get at, anyways. Yeah, so market top would just be some sort of uh, like Beanie Babies or something. Like there was a top to that market, but Beanie Babies weren't artificially changed by the Fed Bank, right? They didn't lower interest rates so you could get Beanie Babies, like they do with the with the Fed interest rates. They didn't print forty percent of the world's money supply in one year. So you can buy Beanie Baby, you know what I mean? So like, th- there's got to be repercussions for that, in my in my opinion, and I think we're seeing it. I mean, uh, it doesn't it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Like even Tesla, like you know, I love Elon Musk, Musk as much as the next guy, but it's like, how many people were trying to short that stock all the way up to eight <laughs> you know hundred? I mean? Like over and over again, it just makes no goddamn sense, and like. So, you know so many the whole the whole stock market's been going up yeah despite the world being on lockdown it's it's
2: well, fascinating and the other thing too what's happening you know with like the nft stuff is you're seeing like these sky high prices on this art the crypto punks the hash mat, and like The 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 numbers are eye-popping when you're seeing the actual dollar equivalent, and then you realize how much ETH was, you know, even a couple months ago, three months ago, four months ago. Those purchases in like comparison to those values don't look as insane when you just look at it in pure ETH. But because it is skyrocketed and those none of them took profits or are getting out of ETH for fiat. That it it like there's this I don't even know what the term is for it, where it almost feels like this play money where the u s d version of it is astronomical, but to them yeah it, it's it's not i i i
1: I think the same thing there's a lot of rich young guys who invested early in crypto who are in that that sushi swap space and stuff like that, yeah. Cyberpunk, maybe even it's like, yeah, hey, whatever. I got ten thousand ether. I'll throw a thousand on it. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like
2: now we know you're full dad mode calling crypto punks
1: That's <laughs> a brand new video game too, so you can't say that. Um, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, and you know what? Here's another thing. Like, in, like if you're going to insult people for investing all these things, which whatever, feel free to. You're better off. Like, you're better off. Uh, in my opinion, is like doing something other than holding dollars. If you have extra money,
2: and hang on, Brian. Do you do you want to offer a disclaimer? I, I said in my opinion. <laughs> no, no, no. But do you, do you want to say that you're not a financial advisor? I know
1: that I, th- I thought in my opinion <laughs> covers that. But <laughs> apparently, that 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 Wall Street bets guy, it's not covering his ass. He's he's getting sued now, and he's got to go in front of Congress. But but really quick, with when the Fed adjusts interest rates to dirt cheap, right? So you can't save money. Right, it turns like the American saver into the American sp- spender, the American gambler, really, because you'd be an idiot to keep your money in zero percent interest savings account because you're going to get eaten up by inflation, even in standard inflation times, right? So like everyone should, you know, only a fool would do that. So like yeah, if you got extra ten grand that you're not going to spend, you're a young guy, why would you not gamble it on on Robinhood or you know I mean an NFT or something?
2: What, where do because I feel like there's two lines of thought with it, where you hear the responsible version is, you know, the Fed's printing money, fiat isn't a reliable store of value, so this is a, a better store of value in these assets, versus I'm just a degen that is willing to gamble on a cyberpunk. Like, where are you at? Because it's it seems like it could be a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. Oh,
1: I'm sure it's a little bit of column B, and just ignorance. I, I mean, I guarantee a lot of people don't know interest rates are are low and, and, and it's artificially happening and, and things like that. But like, it doesn't, it still doesn't matter because like businesses know this and then they behave in a different way too. Cause now they can, they could borrow more, uh, at a cheaper rate right and buy more stuff. Right. And so you're basically taking from the future to spend now. And so this is the whole Austrian boom bust cycle in a nutshell. And, and, um, and I think, I think we're seeing it, uh, like like the the nft the not the, the, the sushi swap that um andy was talking about with yeah. the 84 percent interest rates roughly with <laughs> with you know but you also have to get the sushi tokens and stuff like that
2: you know and also, you have to put, you know, put up the collateral too
1: yeah and you have to the collateral it makes sense right it's um but do, are you familiar with the with ponzi's like actual story
2: like that? I mean, like, I know what Ponzi schemes are, but you know, like you're talking guy. about the original.
1: Yeah, like the original guy Ponzi. I can't remember his first name. He's got like eight names.
2: I don't He's think I know Italian I'm immigrant.
1: Yeah, he was like, by all accounts, like a really nice guy. He was just an idiot. <laughs> he was just, he was just a moron, and like he 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 got he got like kicked out of America for a brief time or something. He went up to Canada, or maybe he just couldn't get a job. He's tr- he tried to start all these bidi- businesses, but he was a dummy, and they kept failing. And so he got a job in Canada working at a bank and one of the Canadian banks was giving like 4% interest when the other one was giving two. And they just had like lines of people out the door. Right. And that's where he like initially got his ideas like, okay, this, this is like a good idea. How how could I do this? And then he got a letter from his his mom back in Italy and they had like this international postage stamps that had different um, prices for each country. So like one country's 14 cents and one seven and he like realized you can arbitrage this and so like he could just buy thousands of italian postage stamps and sell this and 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 this was his his idea was to just go there and 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 just buy up a whole bunch of them and he just needed seed money and he's going to give you this high interest rate and then that's basically what everyone flooded to him because he was giving like six percent i can't remember what it was it was like six percent interest when everyone else was giving one or two or something something like that maybe 12 when everyone else was giving four something like that and this is what made the panic of everyone just giving him all his money and he, he ended up being a scammer and he didn't actually go and get the 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 posted stamps and didn't do any of it and, and and the ponzi scheme is the first he would pay out you know the first the first people with the second people's money and then the third people with the right? That's what a Ponzi scheme ne- means nowadays. And so like, when you tell me 84% interest, yeah, it's like, fuck man, Ponzi, did couldn't even pull that off.
2: No, that's what I mean, I said that to Andy on the show. Uh, and I will say, I mean, I think Andy's a absolutely brilliant guy and has also stated he has a very high risk tolerance uh, for this stuff. But a lot of it felt like a house of cards, what he was describing to me with the, with that stuff and where that stuff works in a bull market. But when you have pullbacks and I'm, I'm probably, you know, speaking out of school, I don't, I don't know the underpinnings of this stuff well enough, but it did seem fragile is what I'm trying to say.
1: Right. And it's just insane that they can get that much interest to have, like, what was it? 1.7 billion or trillion
2: liquidity and I think it, didn't he didn't say. Oh yeah, and I think the overall was like five mil or or six billion or yeah, whatever. Up. It yeah. says it
1: on their side. I went there after the show, yeah. I was poking around there, and I'm like, holy cow! Like, who is, who is doing, who is buying these loans to do crypto punk deals? Because like the BlockFi thing with with Anthony Pompilio, I think you I think you can use that money for like real life expenses. Yeah. So you could uh, whatever, t- take a loan out for your house and you know with the dirt, dirt low interest rates, you'd rather keep your Bitcoin because you're probably going to make whatever in your opinion, Bitcoin's going to go up more than it interest rates is going to be. So, you know, it makes sense to do that. Exchange, exchange your Bitcoin for a loan in cash, yeah. etc. You know, all those to- so- sorts of things. And it's a centralized thing. Not that I'm a big fan of centralized things, but like he could, he could, you know, he could be held accountable. He's on the board. Things like that. Um, no, I'm still super interested in it. It's just the the, the whole thing. Is, it's really fascinating. But the whole the whole the whole economic system right now. I can't believe you could sit here with a straight face. Not you, just like the average person, and be like, No, no, this is normal.
2: Yeah. No, it it doesn't feel normal. And he is, And he
1: still. They still haven't even done the 1.9 uh, billion. Is it billion or trillion? Whatever. Like the, the stimulus. Average, yeah, trillion. I'm assuming. Uh, stimulus, yeah. Uh, 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 Jordan had a little comment here on yours, really quick.
2: Yeah, like yeah
1: that's on your time horizon. Yeah, but but it does like like not for my point. Like my point is like keeping dollars instead of the stock market or, some, or an IRA or whatever. Uh, that's my point. Is like you're you're a fool if you think, you know, like the highest interest rate now is like 05 percent ally bank or something like that. Like savings account is ridiculous. And whatever you want to say about the stock market, that shit's gambling too. Right. It's fucking gambling.
2: Well, that's what the entire GameStop meme stock thing was. It's gambling on both sides. You know, if anything, it's just calling out the hypocrisy. The hedge fund guys have been gambling and they've just been playing with a house advantage. (laughs) And now, you know, the little guys were gambling as retail investors and pushing what edge they had with their, their meme stocks.
1: And they're suing this Keith Gill guy. It's fucking disgusting. Um, he's the he, he's the Reddit handle guy, deep fucking value, which is hilarious. The guy thing. that
2: looks like Denny Carter?
1: Yeah. I, Denny Carter, I think he looks like John Lennon or Julian Lennon. Yeah. Maybe if Denny Carter and Julian Lennon had a baby. And what would, are they
2: – and Keith. like what do they have him – like what are they getting him for?
1: So I think – well, first of all, it's a class action lawsuit. And these class action lawyers – unless any of them are listening to the show, the present company excluded are a bunch of fucking scumbags and they use and, and, and they, and they totally,
2: uh, <laughs> imagine trying to see this
1: guy, sue this, this fucking guy. So I think they're, they're, uh, um, and class action lawsuits are ju- like almost purely for lawyers. Like you end up with like your $3 75 cent check. Right. And a lot of times they they lobby the the legislature, state level or federal level, to make make specific laws, and then just go right to town attacking businesses or individuals in this case. Um, and I think they're they're hinging it on um, he was a, like an accredited uh, he was like a um, some sort of accredited advisor or something, and he didn't reveal that. But it it looks like complete bullshit to me. Yeah. In a quick cash grab, they probably want him, since he's now got $50 million or whatever, they probably want to, you know, give us a million, we'll go away type of thing, which is usually these things are shakedowns.
2: And the irony of it is the whole reason the short squeeze moved or worked is because it was a movement by a large collection of people who rallied around a cause. Like, Like cutting off the figurehead or using him as like this sacrificial lamb. I mean, it doesn't it just makes what those hedge fund guys feel better about themselves. It doesn't actually squash a movement. I
1: mean, well, it's the sec. And so he's going in front of Congress to testify tomorrow. I believe like they're, they're wheeling this guy in there. Um, Wait. yeah. And, and they're. It, what's the thing? Oh, Oh, here's, here's what they keep saying. I like CNBC and all these legacy corporate bullshit is, um, but who's going to be left holding the bag, Pete, who's going to be left holding the bag, right? This is like the gambling addiction thing. Who's right. Gonna, Who's going to be left holding the bag? Like this is, this is like in, in, in these type of agreement, like these are adults consenting adults agreeing to terms, you know, in in the stock market, for example, on a stock, right. Where there will be winners and losers. And we all know this, right? Like someone, of course, someone will be holding the bag because there's winners and losers in these markets. It's
2: it's uh, what is it? Yeah. Zero sum, (laughs) not zero sum.
1: Well, yeah, uh, but like, uh, it's a, it's another one of these quick catchphrases, right? To 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 so legislators can use this in front of the mic, and and they could sell it to the their blue pilled audience that will just regurgitate their bullshit. Uh, it, it, you, you, you got to pay attention to like like all their the, all their tricks. Like, I mean, not tricks; they're so fucking obvious if you if you if you know what they're if you if you don't trust them <laughs> as far as you could fucking throw them that like their logic never holds strong yeah like bag, bag holders okay well then why are you then why are you propping up anyone right like why would you bring on a fund guy why would you bring on a financial advisor like who's gonna be left holding the bag cnbc who's gonna be left holding the bag it's not like everyone wins
2: yeah they're, they're the people that were playing checkers with a small child and the small child won and they flipped over the board because they got upset that they thought that it was impossible for them to lose
1: yeah I, and I, I don't know where that relationship like why they would back them up right like a like a like there's people who aren't even real journalists like like Chamath or whoever like tons of podcasters talking about talking about this and like bringing him on and you know, at least asking them some real questions.
2: Did you about, listen to that yeah. podcast? The What is it called? I hate that they do the besties thing, their guesty best, whatever. It drives me nuts, but it, yeah. it is an interesting podcast. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
2: What's yeah. it called? All in, the All In podcast. All in and podcast. it's a bunch of like uh, tech, you know, angel investor bros that now have a, a podcast. They had Draymond Green on, and then they had the Robin Hood guy on as well. And the, it, it was mainly softballs.
1: It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too hard because Chamath went from saying he should go to jail to, like, he was, he was a little bit harder because, well, they had that David, let's say David Calcutta or whatever, Cal, I can't remember his name. David, it starts with a C. He's a, he's a, he's one of their, one of their founding investors, Robin Hood. Yeah. And so he wasn't.
2: Well, wasn't one of the things I, I I didn't dig into it, but wasn't one of the things that people were crushing Robinhood for? Chamas company that he's invested in, uh, that does similar stuff, was was doing a thing that they were calling out Robinhood for. Him. There was some kind of hypocrisy there. I want to say
1: the thing I the the weird the weird thing what's his name? Uh, Sachs I think commented on it. The weird thing is like, uh, why did Discord sh- shut him down? Like what? Okay, that's weird. And then why did Google delete all the negative comments on Robin Hood's app page?
2: I assume it was powerful people calling in favors, right?
1: Yeah, like it doesn't. Like it's if it wasn't some sort of coordinated effort. And I don't think they necessarily need to be. Like that that old Carlin stand up, where uh, you know he says these people have shared likes and interests, like they don't need to get in a room. They, they go to the same schools. They marry each other, right? It's a big club and you're not in it or whatever that bit. Right. Like a lot of times – did I ever tell this story about the um, – someone was telling me about – this is years ago. Uh, it was like a, a wealthy person telling me the story of uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers' daughter. I can't remember the gender. The, the
2: Mara, daughter. right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did tell this, right? Yeah. No, no, I, I,
2: no, I I don't think you've told this, but I was just saying it's, uh, the Mara daughter.
1: Yeah. What? Okay. There you go. The Mara daughter married like the, the giant's daughter or. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. You did tell us a long ago, but we got new people in here.
1: Yeah. Well, that, but that's the whole story anyways. Like, like, uh, yeah, do you know the, the, the giant's daughter married the Pittsburgh Steelers son? And I'm like, of course they did. Of course they fucking did. Like, because you got to marry another football team owner, you know what I mean? It's like how do, how does that happen? They're like not even in the same state, and it's like, you know, they, they 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 don't all know each other. But my point I'm trying to get to is they don't even necessarily have to like get in a room. But that whole that whole episode of like even if everything Vlad says is true is still really fucking weird. It, at the very least, a gigantic coincidence that Discord would shut them down. Google would delete all the negative comments. You know, all, all the all the um online retail providers weren't liquid. Okay. Like maybe one of them stayed up. I can't remember. It's really funny. But here's what I'll tell you. I guarantee Congress gets down to the bottom of this. So don't you guys worry, okay? They're they're here for you. So we'll 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 get to the bottom of this. We'll figure it all out and they'll make it right.
2: Nick has a question for you. I'm not familiar with this. Are you familiar with the raging bull trading scam? I'm curious if you think prosecution was justified.
1: Um, Nick called me a boomer on Twitter and unfollowed me. <laughs> really? <laughs> he followed you for being a boomer? That, Nick.
2: <laughs> it was It Was it because you called them cyberpunks instead of crypto punks?
1: No, it's because I made fun of the halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, what is this? Uh, it's like communist propaganda. Oh,
2: that—that that was. Uh, I I enjoyed the halftime show, but I, I also enjoyed it. your tweet. Yeah, yeah, I knew I, I knew you weren't even watching that. No,
1: I turned I turned it on. It was like a bunch of red red suited guys with like masks on.
2: Yeah, That's yeah. I told shit. you. To, I told you to save it for the show. I mean, we Uh, need those, those, uh, you know, historical hot takes for a lulls, man. That's what everyone (laughs) tunes in just waiting for you to say something incendiary like that.
1: I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so like back to the crypto thing, have you, I mean, is your relationship with crypto still just hodling or have like seeing stuff like DeFi, these alternative investments, obviously, you famously bought a Nikola Jokic cosmic, but are you trying to think of other ways to put your crypto to work? Or are you content just keeping it in its crypto state?
1: Well, no, as soon as Andy does that show with you, I probably will follow along and, <laughs> and do, and do a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's like, I talked about this on, on Maddox podcast a little bit, uh, with Like my, my brother brought this up when, you know, because the only thing I think that can stop it is like a government getting in the way. And I still I still think that that's a possibility, even though it's not very likely, that that could happen, and at least in the short term, drop the price significantly. But he's like, my brother's like, um, what are you going to do? Like go into cash? You know what I mean? Like that's the whole reason you buy Bitcoin is to get out of cash. You know what I mean? At least the original... Cyberpunks who uh who got into bitcoin you know so like so just you know selling is an option right obviously but it's like okay well now i'm now i have what cash i mean obviously it doesn't you know it's not the worst thing in the world but like as far as investing or whatever uh, see i don't want to go into cash (laughs) so like what am i going to go into gold and peter shift and uh that dropped like 50 bucks today. I'm like, he must be, he must be fucking crying in his, in his suit.
2: When you, when you have big winning, uh, DFS weeks, are you, are you pulling, uh, that cash out and putting some of it into crypto?
1: No, no, just, just pay bills. You yeah. Know, if I, if I have to buy I mean, a, uh, buy a lake house, buy a lake house.
2: Yeah. The search is the search on hold.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I, well, a little bit. Still looking a little bit. There's just fucking I, nothing available. That's nothing. Real estate.
2: I, I was just going to talk about that because we've been keeping our eye on stuff around here, and it's yeah. there's nothing.
1: And, and and listen, the fifteen thousand dollar tax credit that that they're proposing now and the, the new stimulus. Hey, that's great. I hope I hope they do it. But like, you, like these things do have consequences, right? Like the, Like the economy isn't some little thing you could just. Play play with like a Pinocchio, you know, like if if you give everyone $15,000, that's going to raise the price of the inventory available because people can pay more for it. So there's more competition and higher prices. So like some people it'll help. Some people will screw.
2: Yeah. Um, Dave, uh, this is where, where we really have to give the not a financial advisor. <laughs> Dave's asking a question to a financial advisor here. We
1: we're <laughs> We are gamblers. <laughs> I'm. A, most of my adult life has been a professional gambler, not someone you should ask.
2: My goal is after Brian saying he, how much he hates and how stupid it is to say I'm not a financial advisor to pass along questions where he's forced to say I'm not a financial advisor.
1: That's it, it, Well, now I got a reason to. They're bringing uh, uh, deep fucking value in. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they will make an example out of you. Obviously,
2: look. I mean, it. This could be you, man. This could be you. I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I, I watched a couple of his videos. He's just what is know, it? What it, is he like? Is he charismatic?
1: He is exactly like you'd think. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch his last video. And they were in this lawsuit. They're saying he's got like five hundred thousand followers, and it's like he got all those after the. News reports and stuff. Yeah. it's there's just a bunch of fucking scumbags.
2: This is... It could, uh, could be us, man. Could be yeah. us.
1: <laughs> that you. would suck, man. You do not want to give that... Let them have... Get their grips on you. You do not want the state coming after you. Yeah. Because you will lose. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.
0: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at try MD.com. That's trylifemd.com. That's t r y l i f e m d.com.
1: You don't want the newspapers coming after you either. That's not yeah. that, won't, that won't be pretty.
2: Scott wants us to go in go have these on a punk. Um we could have we we chose a Jokic instead. I'm I'm in a chat with with four punkers, and I mean, it is it is absolutely brutal. I, I like all the guys, but I might actually just have to drop out of the chat. I can't listen to these guys talk about fucking crypto punks all day.
1: Have you have you bought any? <laughs>
2: Brian, Brian, have I bought any? I think we're up to like a twenty thousand dollar floor on these crypto punks. You, oh, in your group or just you, Brian? I am a no punker, and I will probably be a no punker oh, okay, for the rest okay, of my okay. life. And someone, okay. unless someone wants to give me a Jokic sweetheart deal uh, where I can fractionally, my bit that I want to do is I want to own one tenth of a CryptoPunk so I can put one tenth of a CryptoPunk in my Twitter avatar. Like it's just like a few pixels from his eye. <laughs> and that's, my, that's my Twitter.
1: <sighs> one tenth of a CryptoPunk crypto sounds like very expensive at this point.
2: And also, I I buried myself. My point got lost in translation, but I was saying on the Club Top Shot, I was like, you know, uh, I think there will be times when uh, the market will dip back and I could buy a crypto punk for cheaper. And like since then, the floor has gone up like four ETH. So now I'm now I'm getting uh, comments like this from my guy, Willis. So uh, <laughs> I was saying on a very long time horizon there. So yes, I'm a dirty no-punker, Brian. Yeah. I- I will say just pure coolness factor. Like I, I get the origin story of the crypto punks. Like it is a very cool story, but the hashmax are as art are actually like very cool. Okay. Like, I, yeah.
1: I did see some of those. Yeah. And they look, they look like actual.
2: Yeah. Like something. They, they look like a lot of them have this like futuristic Mayan slash Aztec vibe to them. Um, that I, I really enjoy.
1: Yes. Yeah. I saw, I saw them. I'm like, oh, those are pretty cool. I'm yeah. not going to lie until you said that. I thought those were crypto punks too.
2: <laughs> Cyberpunks. Yeah. Cyberpunks too. Yeah. Well, we didn't even talk about this. Uh, James, please stop talking about the floor and I wouldn't let's not talk in USD. Let's talk in East. So it's a little harder for me to convert in my head and immediately feel bad about. <laughs> Can you put it in pounds, James? I believe you're a Brit. Put it in pounds and then I won't know what it is. <laughs> Um, no, uh, let's see here. Yeah. Crypto punks now going for one ETH per pixel. We were talking about taxes though, and stuff of not wanting to take profits off. This is a, this is an example of cognitive dissonance. I don't want to sell my Bitcoin because of having to deal with tax stuff. The tax implications next year of all this top shot trading is going to be insane. Every single one of these trades is a taxable event. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't traded anything so it doesn't
1: matter to me but like yeah because they're they're going to send in a 1099 probably for you. Yeah,
2: yeah, I I don't know how they're going to do it. Um I really don't but it's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, so if you if you sold
1: if you sold a baseball card to your buddy, technically that's a tax, tax taxable event.
2: Yeah. And not to mention what happens when you add in the fractional stuff. Is that 15, sell- is that cap gains? Yeah. It's ca- okay. At least it's cap gains. And I want to say too, like if you go to use, say I were to go buy a uh, CryptoPunk with my ETH, I buy the ETH, that's fine. But when I go to buy the CryptoPunk, like converting that ETH into a CryptoPunk is a taxable event. Hmm. It, it's a nightmare, dude.
1: You just gotta hold on till the dollar plummets. <laughs> And milk's thirty bucks a gallon. Then you cash in your crypto. Where do and we?
2: Know, where do we need to move? Everything will be
1: traded in crypto, and you won't need it.
2: Well, that's like someone sent me a meme of that. Yeah, uh, that around occasionally. The one it's the they it was uh, from the Matrix scene, and it was like when I can't wait for Bitcoin to be a million, and when it's a so I can cash it out. And it's like when it's a million, you won't need to yeah. Neo. Yeah, yeah, um, very very fun. I mean. Uh, I love Bitcoin, but some of the Bitcoin bros on Twitter are just so absurd. I mean, I swear to God, these guys will be like, Bitcoin will allow you to live to a thousand years. And like, these, this is like the shit they tweet out.
1: <laughs> this, is what I was, this is what I was saying a couple of weeks ago. It's like, I thought I was a crazy Bitcoin guy. Like you guys have lost your damn mind.
2: <laughs> they have so lost their if, mind. If, if you
1: tweeted something negative about crypto uh, Bitcoin. Like you can get more engagement than anything you tweet.
2: Yeah. Uh, they they are they are truly crazy and it, there's like this this version of take lock with it too like when you look at the bitcoin white paper and i think we've i don't know who i heard talking about this too but it was like it, it literally says a, a, you know satoshi's vision was a peer to peer digital currency and it's like well it's not really operating as a currency it's now a store of value like what satoshi envisioned it to be like isn't actually happening right now. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but these guys like adjust your priors, like adjust your takes like a little bit, like Bitcoin isn't going to save the world. It is functioning very well as a digital gold, but like these guys act like it can cure cancer. You, um, uh, Corey, and, Corey in my chat saying it's not cap gains. It uh, Jordan said that too. Jordan said if you hold, it's only cap gains if you hold for a year. Uh.
1: So now we're not financial advisors taking tax advice from that uh, tax representative. Hey God,
2: new bit, new bit. Our chat is not financial advisors. <laughs> did I, you, did we get, What if we got sued because of something someone said in our chat that I put up on the screen?
1: They get rid of that section 230 thing that everyone keeps <laughs> paying for and we end up getting sued. Uh, <laughs> uh, you you sent me uh, that Taleb tweet that was about. Oh, we yeah,
2: yeah. Taleb is uh he's out. Um there were some re- I'll pull up the tweet right now because there were some really funny replies to it. Um i had sent it to you. Let me pull this up. Do you are you a Taleb guy? Have you read his yeah, stuff? I've
1: read his stuff. I used to like him a lot more. He's kind of a maniac, you know, like an egomaniac and like he's insane. He give some like phil- uh like speeches on religion and stuff and it's like that does it's like gobbledygook, makes no sense to me, but whatever.
2: Yeah, Sorry. so he had this the other day. I've been getting rid of my BTC. Why? A currency is never supposed to be more volatile than what you buy and sell with it. You can't price goods in BTC. In that respect, it's a failure, at least for now. It was taken over by COVID-denying sociopaths with the sophistication of avivas. That's that's such a classic Taleb setup where like, I think- I think we can all agree uh, with this part here, you know, it's not, so, you know, but he, COVID denying sociopaths with the sophistication of Avivas. <laughs> um, there was someone who said, where was one of the funniest replies I saw in here? If I can find it. Uh, it was someone referencing a quote in his own book. Uh which was good, but it looks like I can't. Oh, here it is. You should read Anti-Fragile. Great book. There's <laughs> no long-term stability without short-term volatility.
1: <laughs> um, did, wh- so what'd you think of it? What What did you- uh, what's
2: your Well, that for? it, it kind of was going back to what I was just saying, where I think he's kind of referencing, he says, in this respect, it's a failure. It's a failure in how it was described in the white paper, but I don't think it's a failure in how it is actually functioning right now. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. I, the, the, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. And obviously he knows more about economics than I ever will. But like, to me, it's like, this is like, I can understand cashing out or whatever. That makes sense. But like, um, this reasoning doesn't like do it for me. Like, so this is the only, the only thing, the only value that, that, that Bitcoin has and it has to happen now.
2: Yeah, like, can it
1: happen next year, two years, three years?
2: Yeah, it, it's just weird because, like, he says a currency is never supposed to. He he made it sound like he bought his BTC to transact with it regularly as a currency, and now he's not able to, or he doesn't feel comfortable doing so. So he's that's why he's getting rid of it. I mean, there really like uh, there haven't been a lot of options or, or good options for actually using crypto as a currency. And then in the times that companies have offered it, no one wants to use it because they're all hoarding it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like a supply thing, a supply a supply problem with uh, a ton of interest and assets just skyrocketing, which makes no goddamn sense to me. He, the, the COVID denying... <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> <like> the best <laughs> How many? How many Bitcoin people? How many people own a, a Satoshi? There's
2: gotta be millions, right? No, I know. That's what's so funny about it. But I will say there is, uh, and I I think I don't follow as many of them as I used to. Maybe back in 2017, but that there is that strain of like these were the guys that would like post photos of just eating for dinner, just like one, you know, uh, you know filet mignon steak. It was just like all you need to eat is steak and buy Bitcoin. And, uh, apparently maybe they morphed into being COVID denying, uh, amoebas as well. Mm,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: uh, but yes, there, there is definitely a genre of hardcore Bitcoin bro that can, uh, turn people off. I will definitely grant him that.
1: Yes. That, that's for certain. And whenever you get, you know, you know, 10 million people, there's going to be a whole bunch of, uh, assholes in the, in that group. Right. A lot yeah. Of averages.
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Someone I think I'd seen say, too, I I think it was in another thread that Taleb is such a natural contrarian that with Bitcoin getting this much pub and, you know, this much attention that he might reflexively just be wanting to take a contrarian uh, opinion on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then if it goes down, he can victory lap. I mean, it's 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 an all time high.
2: It is so. I've been told that it is the top. <laughs> it is the top.
1: Are you still? Are you still uh, dollar cost averaging in?
2: I am. I was looking at my spreadsheet, and uh, it's pretty sobering to see buys at ten thousand dollars versus uh, my Monday morning buy at forty eight thousand.
1: Yeah, I was just saying to get like what half a satoshi in there. Yeah.
2: Something. But the whole thing, like part of me, you know, too, you want to like turn it off, right? And it's just but the whole point is like taking the whole point of dollar cost averaging is taking your emotions out of the investment and knowing I'm not smart enough to call the top. Because if it goes to a hundred thousand and I pulled off my things, I'm gonna feel like shit. And so I'm just gonna say, I don't know, and I'll just keep doing what I've been doing for the past two years.
1: Let me ask you this then. Let's say you decide to sell. Yeah, Are you gonna dollar cost sell. Or are you going to sell it all?
2: I do think I do think I would have the discipline if I were to take profits to to dollar cost sell. Yeah. Okay. But right. I just like because I've thought of it as like a hyper fragile investment where I'm not putting in anything that I need to pay bills or whatever. Like I don't need to take small profits off either. I guess so. I just. At the end of the day, whether it's out of laziness or whether it's sharp, I'm just I'm just not touching it, and I'm just keep uh, keep shoveling it in.
1: What percentage of the DFS community you think has uh, an NFT or crypto?
2: Well, it's funny you say this. Nick actually referenced this earlier because we did a, a poll on the Swolecast Twitter feed of like how many people ha- have you bought um, a Top Shot, a physical trading card, or neither. Uh, in the past, whatever few months, and I guess neither was uh, was winning, but crypto is definitely way more broad than those two things. What percentage will define them as people who have played what at least five slates on DraftKings in the past year, or something like that?
1: Uh, yeah, I was thinking just just from a D- DFS perspective, like everyone who plays DFS of that pool, how many have you know, some crypto or an
2: NFT? I, I would say my gut is to say higher than it actually is because I'm probably speaking for our Twitter niche bubble more than the overall DFS population. I'll say 35%.
1: That sounds fair to me. I bet sports betting's higher because they've had to deal with crypto. Yeah. To bet for so long. Yeah. I bet they're like, 50 or 60 percent at least
2: yeah that's what i'm kind of like and you think of all the like how, here's another good question for you how many of the people and this helps kind of you know venn diagram around the normies uh how many of the people who were retail investing in the meme stocks in the game stock the amc the nokia how many of them do you think own crypto
1: yeah and that i bet i, I Bet a decent amount, yeah. I bet there's a lot of overlap there.
2: I bet I think there's definitely overlap, but I still would bet it would be around that thirty to thirty five percent range and not an overwhelming majority.
1: The, the problem with them though is like the ticker's right there. So it'll have AMC right next to the BTC ticker on most of these things nowadays. Yeah. So it's like right in their face, where with DFS it's you know, it's these are separate things. Completely.
2: Yeah. I think yeah it's it's interesting yeah it's interesting to think about uh carlini I had about 25 dms from DFS people so you can use that as a reference point I didn't know what DFS was a few months ago what are these DFS people asking you carlini um yeah I yeah, I'm trying to think too. Like, I, I haven't spent time on Wall Street bets and stuff. Like, is Bitcoin and crypto a topic of conversation on there, or is that sectioned oh, yeah. off in crypto subreddits?
1: No, it's in there.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: it's in there. Um, they were just they were just pumping something today. I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. was
2: there a gateway to it the Dogecoin? Because that's like the the meme stock of crypto. Yeah, they talk about
1: Doge in there too.
2: Yeah. Yep. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, they're de- they're definitely they're definitely on it.
2: Well, I, don't I was hear thinking
1: any NFT talk, and I don't yeah. and I don't hear any of the uh, sushi swap type of DeFi stuff very much either.
2: Wait till the uh, Wall Street bets bros find the twerking Pepe NFTs; they're going to be all over it. <laughs> it seems right <laughs> up their alley.
1: They have all the the Pepe's. They have all those emojis.
2: It's funny you say this, Carlene. These are all the questions that the DFS bros were asking you. Um, I am going to ask you how to make a man's coin NFT. It's literally on my to-do list, something I needed to ask you. Um, So I will be one of the DFS bros hitting up the great Carlini of NFT boxes fame. uh, Jordan says, people are buying these ticker trusts on the market instead of the actual BTC. I think they're the stupidest money. Uh, Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, I don't... I did buy some of that, honestly, just, 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 just a little bit, just cause it's skyrocketing. And it's like, I had a cash sitting in there, not invested.
2: Brian, I love the two, you have these two minds where you have like this super sharp, like Brian brain where you do everything like methodical and analytical. And then you have the, just like DJed brain, like I'll just bet on the bear spread with my buddies at halftime. I'll just like throw somebody oh, yeah. in because it's pumping or because the wall street red bets yeah. guys did it.
1: They call it aping in, all right. That's oh, look at you.
2: Ape, Ape, in. into, Ape into some cyberpunks, Brian. Let's. I. I, I, don't, I, I don't
1: <laughs> right. I, I might, but but like I see 1.8 million, and I'm like, all right, fuck that.
2: Oh, for the like the super cool trait yeah, ones. Like, how much is a is a
1: cosmic in there? World in that world.
2: Speaking of, has the floor on our Jokic uh, Jokic cosmic gone up?
1: Yeah, it hasn't hasn't gone up much. Like for a second there, it was thirty something, but then someone listed lower. And he he dropped forty again the other night. Yeah, people don't care. People don't care. We got to pump our game plan. Right is to win the MVP. That is the game plan. (laughs) Parlay parlay an MVP book bet in the sports books. Win the MVP. Sell the Jokic Cosmic
2: for what? A uh, eight mil. 1.8 1.8 uh, no no I, I think know. we <laughs> are we going to use it to then buy a crypto I, let's see here so. oh yeah
1: let's not sell it let's loan it right <laughs> and we'll we'll leverage
2: the, the the 1.8 million so it's so, gonna two no, no but I'm saying this low ask here the 24.99 has been like the low ask ever since we bought
1: oh uh, I thought I saw one higher but I guess not
2: I mean, maybe, maybe someone scooped it up or whatever, but it's yeah, but let's see what
1: the other ones are going for.
2: Well, they're, oh, sorry. It, it won't, I'm looking at it. doesn't show up in the screen for some reason. There's a, oh, a, a number 11, 38,000. Number two is 50,000, 18, 77,000, number four, 244,000. So, uh, yeah, people, people aren't chasing these, these cosmics. We're still the top sale. <laughs> god damn it (laughs) you want to know how we're a fish when you see peter jennings buying number 14 for 8500 and then you see big dick brick right up here top
1: sale (laughs) we we made him two point whatever x right off the bat
2: (laughs) yeah and then bales was down here back january 9th before top shot was merely a speck in our eyes let's go down to the cheapest one there
1: Oh no, five hundred and eighty bucks. October.
2: 20th. These are the Carlini days down here. Oh, there's MBL Mike from from Club Top Shot. Haku buying. Can you imagine buying a Jokic for five hundred and eighty bucks? They're probably like, oh, I don't know.
1: I guess I'll do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you, thank you, Carlini, for putting this in pounds because then this is just pure gibberish for me. Pure gibberish. I can I can cope with this number.
1: You can't even spend that at your local grocery
2: store. So don't even. It's not even real. <laughs> uh, yeah. This this is the play. We we need to buy another to artificially raise the four. <laughs> <more. laughs> yeah. I yeah. I wanted to buy that twenty five
1: after we bought that one and then sell <laughs> ours because yeah. there's only a couple thousand more. And I'm like. We, and the numerology bros were getting to me.
2: <laughs> you got to be careful with man. They're vicious. They're almost as vicious as, as the cyberpunk bros. Oh my goodness. Uh, I, I I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to keep track of everything, Brian. It's, it's overwhelming. Are you playing DFS anymore? Or are you just now? Dude, I had a good hit uh, on MMA on Saturday. Oh, nice. Nice. A little, uh, you know, uh, PD packs, six X, I think on my buy-ins, you know, so, so just like be- high
1: placements, but you didn't bank one or
2: no. Yeah. I got, I got first in, uh, one of the small 20 maxes. Oh, um, but yeah, so I, I love the MMA DFS. I've been doing some of the NBA showdown DFS when I can, it just like some, I don't know, be the combination of doing shows. A lot of the big, um, contest ones are for the 10 PM Eastern games. And then I'm like, I get zero sweat equity out of this because I'm not going to stay up and watch the whole game. And mm-hmm. but um, I've been messing around, like the Saturday and Sunday, uh, if there's games there during the afternoon, I'll hop in there.
1: And with NBA, you're saying NBA? Yeah, show? just
2: just the single game. I, I I'm not doing the full Are you game. Getting
1: those NASCAR streets.
2: I should. How was uh? What did we just have Daytona? What was the big one yeah. we just had? Daytona. Was that? Were you in them streets? Yeah. Was yeah, it yeah. fun?
1: Yeah. Daytona, uh, NASCAR doesn't do it for the sweat. Yeah. Cause like, if you ever sweat NASCAR DFS, it's like you're in first, which I was with like, I don't know, 30 laps to go. And it's like, Oh, now I'm dead last. There's a crash dead last. Yeah. They, 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 the kids call it crash car. <clears throat> Not yeah. NASCAR. Yeah. Cause it's such a, it's such a crapshoot. but I don't know. I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's some dead money there. I think, I think you could still make money on it.
2: Anthony says, Pete, will you play MLB DFS? It's a good time. So I, my, I was a little scarred because I hadn't really played any MLB DFS. And then I was trying out some Korean baseball DFS. And then there were the late scratches and all of the guys with the same name. Please don't cancel me for saying that. And I, it just got, <laughs> it just I just got overwhelming to me, but is it MLB in non COVID times? Isn't that stressful with like late scratches and lineup stuff, right?
1: No, it's better. It's much better. Yeah. Yeah. You usually, except for the Astros or some asshole teams, the angels, sometimes you, they usually have all the uh, lineups out half an hour before. Yeah. Lock. And, and like swapping's not that big of a deal because like if, if LeBron gets ruled out, it matters a lot, but like, if if you know except like maybe mike trout but usually there's another stud you could swap to yeah um it, so it doesn't matter as much even if that does happen pitchers rarely get scratched
2: yeah i actually for the way i approach dfs i should actually like nascar dfs more um because there isn't a lot of late news you don't have to worry about correlation it's like it's one of the reasons i like uh mma it's very minus all of the i now i just wait right you just wait an hour before to do your stuff because i swear every single time i'm getting the emails from draftkings notification about your upcoming contest these two fighters are no longer fighting yep yeah. um but i like these hands off sports where i can just swoop in i don't need to know much and i can get my my gambling itch on
1: that's why i don't know why the the like recreational dfs nba fan doesn't want to get rid of late swap. Yeah. It's a negative for them because they're not sitting there changing their lineups. And you have to sit at your goddamn if you are, then you have to sit at your computer till whatever, 9 30 central. Yeah. Every time it, it makes no sense. to be much better just roll with the punches and if your guy gets ruled out, you know, that is what it is. But most nights you just get your lamps in at six and you're done.
2: Yeah. I like the evolution of this podcast. I mean, back in the beginning, it was stop talking about League of Legends and just have Brian give us the answers to the DFS test. And then we would get off topic and people would say, get back to DFS, give us the answers to the test, release the Sims, release the Sims. And uh, then I did a, a video where we it said we were going to talk about Top Shot and people got mad that we weren't talking about Top Shot um and then we're talking about crypto and now went to dfs and now people want us to go back to financial advice i don't know what these people want from us brian we
1: also have guests on occasionally sometimes it was talk- fun
2: with petty last week
1: yeah that was a good one sometimes we talk about other people's podcasts that's probably when we're at our best making fun of people personalities in the dfs
2: well speaking of which i now have to get all of my Randoon, Randoon, Randone news secondhand. I, someone was telling me, I think we we're on the Soulcast cast and they were telling me a tweet he had, uh, today about, he thought the LaMelo moment was going to be worth $10,000. Um, and so I have to get, I'm blocked. I, I, it's, I'm, I'm missing out, Brian. I've sent you a few. I can't, you know,
1: I can't send you every all of them. so <laughs> what the but... you sent me today was great.
2: <laughs> Wasn't <did laughs> he doing the exact thing that he had told people he didn't want them to do? I don't remember what it was. What about being like, send them a book or, you know, you know, show them that you care that he's like hitting on this girl on Twitter.
1: I can't, I can't, remember what, I can't remember what it was, but yeah. yeah. I, uh, I have no comment because
2: I love Randone and. Uh, I do too. I, I, and I didn't even say anything about him. I said something about Tanner. It just Randone. Just tell me why you blocked me, man. Let's just talk this out. We've had so many good times together you, over the years. If you publicly apologize to Tanner.
1: He'll unblock you.
2: My my sister in law, her only she loves reality TV. She knows this. Like the only thing we could bond about was the fact that I knew Chris Randone, and, and now that he's taken that away from me, like, do, can you imagine what I have to go tell her that Chris Randone blocked me on Twitter? The amount of questions <laughs> that that's going to bring up. She now she's like under undermining you, like yes. trying to. Guys, I know Randone blocks everyone. But I had skated free for years and years and years. I mean, I, I just, I thought I had, I thought I had figured it out. But I, apparently, a uh, Icarus flew too close to the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I think
1: maybe an apology to Tanner. You spurred the good name.
2: Should I do a video apologizing for all of my gate content in yeah. begging Chris Randon to unblock me? Yes. Um, all right, guys. Thank you uh, for tuning into Uh If you guys haven't subscribed to uh, the channels, please do so. Uh, we always uh, have the audio feed down below. If you want to subscribe on iTunes for that, we'll be back every Wednesday talking about whatever the hell we feel like. Whether that's financial advice, Chris Randone, DFS, Top Shot. Cyberpunks. Brian, any final words? No. Yeah, thanks for
1: coming out. Um, hopefully, Randona not unblock you.
2: <laughs> I hope. Cross my fingers. All right. We'll see you guys next week.